0: And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all.
1: Hi, I'm Flo from
0: Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Sarah Paulson is facing backlash for wearing a fat suit in Impeachment American Crime Story. Former Disney Channel alum Christy Carlson Romano opened up about the financial side of being a child star. And as the long-awaited new Kanye West album finally drops, BuzzFeed culture writer Elamine Abdul Mahmoud breaks down all the drama surrounding Donda. It's August 30th, 2021.
1: Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Um, Okay, so Casey, have you seen Candyman? I have not, but... I will to further support what I think you're about to talk about. (laughs) Yes. Okay. so I'm a scaredy cat. Obviously, I haven't seen this movie, but now I feel like I have to because it was just announced that Nia DaCosta, who directed the movie, has become the first black female filmmaker to open a movie at number one at the domestic box office. So this is a history making movie. And I feel like I've got to be a part of history. I've I think that it. you and
0: I need to go and hold hands while watching, while screaming. Oh yes. You will see <laughs> me cry. <laughs> like we're gonna be so scared. But
1: uh, so scared. no, and I feel
0: like I feel like some of like the the best tweets that describe what's happening here is like, oh my God, congratulations to
1: you. And then also, oh my god, it's twenty twenty one. Yes, that is just evergreen. I feel like every time we talk about something on the pod, it's just like, this is amazing. But also, why did it take this long? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> OK, so to
0: keep talking about conversations that have been going on for too long, mm. Sarah Paulson has addressed the criticism of her decision to wear a fat suit in the upcoming American Crime Story series about the Clinton Lewinsky scandal. Sarah, who gained 30 pounds and wore padding for the role, plays Linda Tripp, the woman who secretly recorded her phone calls with Monica. Following the backlash, Sarah told the LA Times that while she feels the, quote, controversy around actors and fat suits is legitimate, she believes she was right for the part and actors shouldn't take full responsibility when fat suits are worn. She also said, quote, was I supposed to say no to the part? This is the question. I think the thing I think about the most is that I regret not thinking about it more fully. Adding, Should I have known? abso fucking But I do now, and I wouldn't make the same choice going forward.
1: So I'm really confused by that statement because... Yeah, me too. It went back and forth. (laughs) Right, because she was like, what am I supposed to do? Say no, but then I wouldn't make the same choice going forward. And it's just like, she is a veteran actor at this point. There's no way that she didn't know that these were conversations that were happening. And I understand that Ryan Murphy is producing this uh, show and that, you know, they're basically... um, Like, they've been longtime collaborators, and so he probably wanted her to be involved. But, like, this wasn't the only role she could have had. And so I'm just like, yes, you're supposed to say no, and you're supposed to encourage your friend and longtime collaborator to put an actual fat person in the role. Yes, exactly. 100%. Yeah, I feel like that quote is like, what am I supposed to say no? And then
0: by the end, she's like, oh, maybe I was supposed to say no. (laughs)
1: Right. And I just, I don't know. Like I said, she's a veteran actor. She, I just want more from her. Right. right. Um, And she can get any other role she wants. So, Right. She's not hurting for parts. She didn't need this one. (sighs) Okay. Well, now I want to pivot to necessarily a veteran actor, um, but more like a past actor, specifically a former Even Stevens and Kim Possible star, Christy Carlson Romano, who recently posted to her YouTube channel to shed some light on the financial fallout from her Disney Channel career.
0: This is how I blew all my Disney money. I started making money with Disney when I was 16, and there's a law called the Coogan Law that protects minors from their parents spending all their money... That's not exactly what happened to me, but I will take you on a journey to my path of financial fluency and how I made and lost millions of dollars.
1: So over the course of the video, Christy said, quote, I really regret not investing my money wisely. I didn't get a house. I didn't take any money and store it away. And that the thing about being a child actor is that you, quote, aren't told that the work is going to slow down. Christy also said, quote, I never really made peace with that. Even to this day, there's nothing I can really do about the fact that money came and went. Despite all this, she says she's now doing OK and making money from sponsored content and her YouTube channel. So, Shyla, this is not the first video that she has posted recently. She has become really big on TikTok
0: recently and she has her YouTube channel and I'm just going to be straight up, I get, like, really sad watching all of it. <laughs> like, it is, it's it's sad and depressing, but I'm glad that she's, like, found an outlet and this is how she's processing it, because, yeah, I don't think that there's ever a positive from being a child actor, do you? <laughs>
1: I mean, and what's crazy is I was, you know, watching the video and listening to some of her quotes, and she bought, like, a 72 Corvette that she never drove. She bought a G-Wagon. You know, she paid money to a psychic who she says took all her money. I mean, it wasn't like – I mean, she says she didn't invest it, and I kind of wish that – You know, I don't know the situation with her parents, but like that the people looking out for her had actually told her to invest the money as opposed to just, yeah, you'll have a career because that's not guaranteed. I mean, I feel like really only a fraction of child stars make it. Um, But part of me also wonders if this is a product of the time. Like, I'm sure it still happens very much, but I feel like in the age of influencers, you have all of these young kids who I hope are just a little bit more in charge of what they've got going on, but I guess we really don't know. And this was very eye-opening. We don't know. And people always find ways to take advantage of, of those with money, so. Yeah, it's hard. Okay, so after several weeks of listening parties, Kanye West's highly anticipated album, Donda, is officially here. Like, no, really, I promise, it's here. Named after his late mother, Donda West, it finally appeared on streaming services early on Sunday, but not without a familiar sense of Kanye drama. This track, Jail Part 2, was briefly unavailable. I read the affidavit. Let's see what it is with you. The only thing I did to you was always keep it real and true. Guilty, because they're going to have to take me.
0: On Sunday afternoon, Kanye complained on Instagram that Universal put out the album without his, quote, approval, and that Jail Part 2, which features rapper DaBaby, had been blocked. This comes after Kanye courted controversy by showcasing DaBaby and Marilyn Manson at his last listening party. If you're trying to keep up with all the Donda drama, so are we. Luckily, BuzzFeed's culture writer Elamine Abdul-Mamud joins us now to sort it all out and to talk about the actual album. Hi, Elamine. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Friends, thank you for having me back.
0: I mean, there's no one else we would want here for Stop. this Kanye release. <laughs> we've been Go
2: waiting. How, how long
0: on. have we been waiting now?
2: <laughs> I mean, I've been waiting for a year, but yeah, some, right? I would oh, say man. lay people have been waiting for like, I don't know, maybe two months or so to which I say, <laughs> welcome to my hell. I know how you feel.
0: <laughs> it's like your own personal Rihanna hell where we've yes. all been waiting oh, for you. Oh my gosh. 100%, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so, you know. I mean i guess worth the wait because this album is almost two hours long and consists of 27 songs so there's a lot to digest but i want to know what's your initial reaction was it worth the wait
2: i mean here's the thing is that the thing that most people know about this album at this point is that it's so long like that it's an hour and 49 (laughs) minutes long someone commented on twitter that it's as long as the boss baby and i was like you know what (laughs) That's facts. That's 100% true. Um, but also like the fact that it's that long kind of makes it seem like almost like a choose your own adventure kind of album. Mm. Like, like, I've seen a lot of people being like, there's a lot of filler tracks, but like some good songs. And then, But everybody names a different constellation of songs as their good songs and a d- different right. constellation of songs as their bad songs. I think that that the main adjective that I would use to describe this album is exhausting. It is an exhausting <laughs> record. I am spent and it's only been out for a day.
0: Yeah, so do you have any, I mean, out of your own Choose Your Adventure, do you have any standouts?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, Off the Grid is a, sort of an early favorite. Um, I'm one of those people who have been, <laughs> been been crying to Kanye to say, Kanye, give us bars. Do some <laughs> rapping. You are a <laughs> professional rapper. You, it would be nice if he did some of it. And in Off the Grid, he sure does. Um, same deal with Heaven and Hell. He has some really beautiful sort of gospel-inspired songs, songs like 24, you got people like Fivio Foreign on off the grid and it's like that verse is now going to make him a household name um Jay Electronica has an incredible feature on this record Dirk has an amazing feature on this record um some some features that were apparently cut might resurface later who's to say it's again it's exhausting it's fun to react to but also like the pressure to have a take on everything you have to take that off your own shoulders because you you just can't sustain that for an hour and 49 minutes of listening like it's just like oh yeah that was a song what's the next one
0: Okay, so I want to know, what do you make of the latest issue over this Baby track? You know, some say it was due to legal and copyright issues, and then Kanye said Universal was out of line. I mean, he reportedly told his manager in a text message, I'm not taking my brother off. He was the only person who said he would vote for me in public. And, you know, there's, of course, a lot of controversy surrounding DaBaby beforehand, which we will get to later. But what's the story behind why the track was originally not released?
2: Well, it kind of needs to be believed that there is a sort of a controversy around DaBaby's manager was the person who would not sign off on DaBaby being on the album. That's an interesting perspective to, to bring to all of this because like there's something about the fact that DaBaby is a little bit toxic right now. He's been taken off so many different festival lineups this year. And so if you're DaBaby and you're DaBaby's management, you probably want to have them be as low key as possible. Maybe have them like take a few months off to saying anything in public, like shut the fuck up to baby. People can maybe listen to you sometime later just so you can manage your way through the comments and the aftermath because people are still not going to let go of that cuz it was like a really toxic thing that he said in public. And so if you're Kanye's management, if you're Kanye specifically, I think you're thinking about the fact that uh your label doesn't want the baby associated with you, the baby like wants to lay low and he wants to maybe cut through all this industry facade to be like, "Well, no, the baby's my brother and I want him on this album." I have to say that like when we found out that Baby and Marilyn Manson are going to be on the same song together, which is this second version of the song Jail, It was at the third listening event that Kanye held for this uh, for this album. And like the Twitter response was pretty much universal. Like, what the hell, man? Why would you go and get two of the most toxic men out there right now? DaBaby for those homophobic remarks. Marilyn Manson, who is facing a raft of sexual assault allegations and rape allegations and put them on a record like Is Kanye trying to say something about our culture right now?
0: That's what a lot of people were talking about. They're like, is he just being anti-cancel culture right now? I mean, and to that point, it's like, come on. Like, that's the take you want here. That's the stance you're making.
2: That's the thing. It's like, it's not a compelling take. And it's like, they don't add anything to the song that is so necessary. Having said that, I will have to say like Jay-Z's verse. Everyone was really excited about Jay-Z being on the original version of the song. Jay-Z's verse is kind of a clunker on this one. Whatever he's trying to say, it's not compelling enough to override the fact that he's giving baby and Manson a platform at a moment when nobody wants to hear from those people.
1: OK, so I want to go back a little bit because you just mentioned sort of like the release parties that he had. And this was just like a way to sort of like draw out the release. But and I, I only saw photos. So I saw like he was maybe on fire and I saw Kim Kardashian was wearing first like a latex one piece doodad and then like a wedding dress and it all seemed very elaborate and I had no idea what was going on it was some kind of like Halloween spectacle but that being said now that you've actually heard this album were they connected at all was this just some kind of weird promo that he did like what tell me about it
2: the the listening parties themselves and the relationship to the music like they did take on different sort of aesthetics so the very first one it was much more minimalist he was just there standing um kind of bouncing around an empty stadium as people were like, yeah, all right, this is new music. This is cool, but why don't you drop the album? And then he didn't drop it. Instead, he moved in to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Oh, yes, he did. Like a a fucking Phantom of the Opera. Like, he's just like a guy (laughs) who's just floating around making music. Where's Kanye? You don't know. He's making the music of the night. And then two weeks later, he comes back with that second version. The second version is a bit more refined. I will say, like, the second show had the versions of the song that I really responded to. They were really moving songs. And then you get to the third version. It's a larger scale one. It happens in his hometown in Chicago. In the middle of the stadium, there is a weird little sort of fake house that is constructed. And this is where he sets himself on fire. This is where he brings out lots of guest stars, including baby and Marilyn Manson. This is also where, after he sets himself on fire, he kind of comes back around and remarries Kim Kardashian in a performance because we don't actually think they're getting back together he takes off the mask that he's been wearing for the last you know six months or so and then we go okay there's three different versions of this album one of them is a bit more bloated one of them is obviously more antagonistic i really am partial to version two version two was like this is a tight record that is about something and then by the time we get to the release kanye Maybe being a little too democratic, wants to please everyone, um, puts out this 27-song version. I would have just cut those. I would have just been brave enough to be like, uh, this one over this one. I will be a person who edits my words. And... <laughs> And I will choose a version and commit to it. That would have trimmed at least twenty five minutes off the album, and that sure would have helped me.
0: But then it wouldn't be the same length as Boss Baby. Or
2: no, baby that's boss. true. I
0: never know what the name of it is, and I it's, always say it the wrong order. You
2: think it's Baby Boss? Like it's Cake baby boss? boss? Okay, is I that... knew I was
0: saying wrong. I always call it Boss Baby.
2: Cake Boss. <laughs> I boss Baby. It
0: was Boss Baby? It's
2: Boss Baby. Yeah, That Boss it's Baby. Now
1: I'm confused. No, it is I was not making... important. All we need to take away from this is that it's the same length. <laughs> oh gosh I don't know Ellen, I feel like you really missed your calling as a producer um, is that is that
2: is that what we would say is yes. that what we would say <laughs> I
1: don't know I mean you've got a lot of thoughts um, and I have a lot more questions so we'll be right back we've got more with BuzzFeed's Elliman abdul after the break
2: Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice.
1: Welcome back. We're talking with BuzzFeed's culture writer Elamine Abdul Mahmood about Kanye West's latest album, Donda. Now, a lot of fans can't help but notice that a lot of the lyrics seem to be about Kim Kardashian, of course. Like this from the track Hurricane.
2: Heated by the rumors, read into it too much, vean in for some true love, ask him what do you love, hard to find what the truth is, but the truth was that the truth suck. always in the do stuff, but this time it was too much. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Everybody's so judgmental.
1: Okay, so I just want everyone to know that that's the most of this album I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, it was good. I liked I, it.
2: <laughs> listen, Hurricanes of Bop.
1: Okay, so I want to know like I don't know. I guess I'm trying to figure out the Kim Kardashian of it all, because people are still speculating about that last release event where, like I mentioned, she was seen in a Balenciaga wedding gown, um, the one that she was married in. And she's also been really supportive of the release on social media, um, even though I saw online this weekend that like, she had shared screenshots and fans are something else because they zoomed in and were like, okay, yes, she shared screenshots that she was listening, but the volume is all the way down. So what's (laughs) really happening, people
2: are So bruh, um, <laughs> bruh. the volume was all the way down and like the mutiny. screenshot was all from second like the second second or the third second of the right. song like she wasn't it was like fast forward a little kim you know what i mean like you could just right. Anyway, but she's
1: been showing up to all of these events and like yeah. for her to be showing up to the like these release parties with her kids and then like in a wedding dress i'm confused i mean was this whole divorce just like a smoke screen for this album release like are they i i don't know
2: imagine, do
1: you know <laughs> imagine <laughs> i wouldn't no. asked them
2: <laughs> no i think kanye is heartbroken and also just being a divorced dad about all these things like it's not like mm. i don't i don't think it's any more complicated than that in the sense that like there's a couple of overtures about him trying to get his family back together It's a uh, these are these are complicated things that You know, none of us have to negotiate in public and also none of us have to negotiate making very public art about, you know, at the end of the day, in his fantasy, would he want to recreate a wedding at the end of his third listening party? I am sure that he would. Do we have any indications that this is what's going on? No, not at all.
1: So they're not getting back together. So Shelly, like, turned this
0: interview around. She just says one question and it wasn't
1: answered. So
0: I do, I do have a question, though, because we've talked about Kim. We've talked about his family. We've talked about DaBaby. We've talked about all these other influences on this album. But this album is called Donda. So my question is, we know death. how much his mother's death impacted him. We know yes. that. How much influence do you think that had on this album? Is it just a dedication to her or is it about her? What are your feelings on that?
2: Depends on which version of the album you pick. It's like, again, like if we are committing to the version that just arrived and everybody's streaming inboxes, I don't know i don't know if it's as prominent as it was on version two for example that second listening party where like listen donda's voice is all over this record She's sampled onto a bunch of different songs and he makes brilliant use of her of her voice I'm um, in her own words but i think there was a more emotional register that he hit in earlier songs but those songs got cut there's no good reason why another version of this album doesn't also surface again um and so i don't know i don't i honestly don't know if he done with this rollout yet
1: that is very overwhelming to hear as someone who has listened to all of eight seconds of this album and now you're telling me that there's going to be more i don't know
2: maybe it's done i sure hope it's done i'd like to go back to reading books
1: okay so as it stands donda is apple music's top album in 130 countries it has the most number one entries in history is this more the result of the week's worth of hype and curiosity or is it like really about the music like is donda a success so far
2: i would say that there's a stretch of probably like song number two to song number nine that is just like some of the best that some of the best work that Kanye has done. There's some really beautiful song construction. His flows have never sounded better when he's actually trying. So I think there's something for everyone to respond to. I think that also the the looming threat here is Drake, because Drake is going to drop an album at the end of this week, and they have been feuding for some time, and i'm really interested to see if there's as much chatter about the drake album because like i i just don't think drake can pull this amount of chaos off and so i'm i'm really interested in that looming battle in terms of just sheer streaming numbers
0: i i am too because you're right i think uh, that's the word it's he's just not as chaotic as kanye so <laughs> in terms of a release so yes. it, it is going to be interesting overall though
2: I was joking with a pal at the the Drake album. Like, there's no way there was, like, a last-minute clearance issue. Like, all those clearances Mm. have been made, signed through DocuSign eight months ago. Like, it's for sure just, like, a much more tidy process. I'm like... I don't know if I want Tidy right now. The world is chaotic. Kanye is matching my energy. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, we're nearing the end of 2021. Now's not the time for lessening yeah. anything else. <laughs> yes, yes. Give it to me all now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ella, seriously, thank you
1: so much for joining us today.
2: Pleasure, pals. Thanks for having me.
1: That's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, if you have enough time to watch Boss Baby, you have enough time to listen to Donda. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a
0: rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily.
2: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy
0: football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly
2: how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.